Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. A Dear Media original podcast. Her name is Coco. For a while, it seemed like Coco Berthman was everywhere. There was this girl from Germany who had been trafficked in a most horrible way. But in early 2022, it all fell apart, and people started questioning everything Coco had ever said. Is her name even fucking Coco? We don't even know that. I'm Sarah Gannam, host of Believable, the Coco Berthman story, a new investigative series from Dear Media. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Man, all right, here we go. So we're going to start this off by taking a shot of tequila because we feel like that's just what we need to do. Someone must need to prove that they can hold their liquor with tequila these days. (laughs) You and me, kid. (laughs) (sighs) Ew. Tastes like Cabo. Let's jump right in, shall we? Yeah. Welcome, you guys. Back to the beach with Kristen and Stephen. I am Kristen Cavallari. And I'm Stephen Coletti. And this is our very first podcast. I'm so excited. Woo. Moment has finally arrived. Wow. We've been, uh, yeah, putting this off long enough. <laughs> Here we are. When was the last time I saw you? It was, well, I, was I saw you about college? a year and a half ago. Oh, no. Okay. I'm just <laughs> Come on. We've actually stayed in touch over the years, yeah. I will say. Yeah. I do feel like we've reconnected a little bit more in the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. We ended up seeing each other in Laguna Beach, which was a ton of fun. You got yeah. to meet my kids. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we just really continued the conversation. And you came to me about doing this podcast, and I was really excited. Yeah. I felt like this would be a good space for us to go back and rewatch and kind of open up this, this box that I locked up and and hid <laughs> for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, trying to forget. You know, and, and actually just see what the show was and see what it's like to, to view it years later. I think it'd be really interesting and we can offer more kind of behind the scenes and tidbits to fans of the show, people that were interested in it, of what it was like to be involved with the show. Because, you know, sometimes you kind of get little pieces here and there where you talk uh, an interview on a red carpet or something Mm -hmm. really quick, but to be able to actually dive in and kind of really pull back the curtain on everything that happened. Yeah, I agree. It's exciting. Needs to be done. I agree. It needs to be done. Also, I think it's important to note you and I both have not seen the show since it aired. Mm -hmm. So it has been 18 years since we've watched it. And I think now it's different because we're so removed from it. 
you know, we're not so emotional about everything anymore. So Mm -hmm. we'll be able to take a step back, remove ourselves from the situation and just really break it down. You know, how do we remember it? What really went down? I think it's going to be fun to go back and, and relive it. Yeah. Although I'm not going to lie, I have a little bit of anxiety just thinking about sitting down and watching those years because it wasn't always the easiest for me. I don't feel like I was portrayed in the best light or accurately. Mm -hmm. I think at times, absolutely. I remember just speaking in a general sense, there were only a couple times where I felt like they really showcased our relationship. Mm -hmm. And those moments I was like, thank you. That was us. And that's sweet. And it was fun. But they were so far and few between that majority of the time I walked away from it going, well, that's bullshit. That's yeah. not me. That's not what happened. And so I'm actually really excited to break it all down again. Yeah. I mean, look, you got to hand it to MTV. They had an agenda. They obviously talked to a lot of people to get this show started. Little backstory on that. They showed up on our campus. I remember hearing about it for a little while. It was, See, it was there yes. was rumors flying for like a year. Do you remember that? Yes. And was, I was like, that's not true. Yeah, They're it was a coming. long time. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> One day, there was a table at break and lunch Mm -hmm. that had MTV producers handing out packets. You could fill it out. Just basically questions about your life. And I remember people lined up. I sat to the side with a lot of other people that were like, oh, like MTV, like whatever happened to music television. Like I would never do something like that. But in my mind- And then they auditioned. (laughs) Yeah, no, but in my mind, I was like, "Hmm." at this point, you know, I, I knew I wanted to work in entertainment in some capacity. And- I wanted to be a host for MTV. And mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what? Maybe I could talk to these MTV producers and see, you know, what, what exactly is going on here? Maybe there's an angle and let's just make a contact. Let's network a little yeah. bit. So I didn't get a packet right away, but in between break and lunch, during one of my classes, I excused myself to go to the bathroom and they were still sitting out there. And so I walked <laughs> up to them and I was like, what's the deal here? Like, what are you guys doing? And of course, they were very casual about it. It was like, yeah, uh-huh. we just want to show little bit of what it's like to to live in a beautiful beach town and what the kids are up to and what are their activities and just so the fun innocent that they have. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's just like a documentary yeah. you know and I'm like oh okay well I'm like well that's cool and I was like well why do we need to fill out this entire packet I mean it was like, like a 20 page packet yeah. it was a big packet and they're like oh well we just want to get you know a good taste of of what's you know what's going on in your life and and the people that in your life so we can kind of connect some dots and I was like oh okay you know what screw it give me one so they hand me one and I go home and I fill out the thing. And then I think from there, I didn't hear anything for a couple of weeks or maybe a week or two. Well, well, no, 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 it was that week because I was actually home, quote unquote, sick the day that they were there. And I remember being like, <laughs> wait, what? MTV is at school. And I faked being sick. I was so pissed. So I That's actually funny. felt like when people started getting on camera interviews, I didn't get one. And I felt like because I was a day behind everybody. But that weekend, I went to Boulder to go look at the school with my mom, and I still hadn't gotten a call from MTV. And you had, everybody Mm. had except for me and the whole damn school. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to get it. And then I was coming home that Sunday, and MTV finally called me. But it happened pretty quickly. It definitely happened like that week. You know what I just remembered was, yeah, it was that week because by the next week, they were gone. They weren't allowed to be on campus because it was early February. And the Super Bowl halftime show with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, where yeah. there was that uh, wardrobe malfunction <laughs> and Janet Jackson's boob revealed itself. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was an MTV production. Yeah. And so from there, the PTA, they were like, all right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, and it's funny that it, it took that, right? <laughs> right. It was already so- like the red flags of, of wanting to shoot these kids in their lives is, is something. But then this halftime show at a Super Bowl yeah. where a wardrobe malfunction occurs, 
all of a sudden the PTA was like, you know what? No MTV. That's where we draw the line. Yeah. It is interesting because they did, initially they had the school on board. They were supposed to shoot at school Mm -hmm. in the middle of class. And then I think the parents, to your point, after MTV had the Super Bowl mishap, then the parents said, what are we doing? Why are we letting these cameras in there? It's going to be a huge distraction. And rightfully so, by the way, it was interesting and hard enough in its own right let alone having cameras in class with you. So the school pulled out. But by that point, they already found all of us. So it didn't matter. So we filmed only on the weekends. Yeah. For about nine months. We filmed the first season. Every other week too. And then they had everything pretty planned out as far as, you know, who was going to meet up exactly. And Mm -hmm. we'll talk about this further on in the podcast, but very much a formula to the show of, all right, how are they going to get basically all these stories that they gathered from these packets, right? Mm -hmm. And then I did an interview with them where they brought me in and they asked me all these questions. And I remember like one by one, more people would come in and all these questions. And I'm just this like awkward, so naive, like little boy, (laughs) like talking like, yeah, well, you know, like, oh, I got this girlfriend, Kristen. Like, she's pretty cool. And like, you know, like got these other friends and like like, our relationship's a little bit rocky. So it's kind of like- Can we talk about this packet though? Because (laughs) I'm not kidding. The questions were setting us up. Do you remember the questions? Yes, it was like, okay, I do. It was like, list your five best friends and what you hate about them. I was like, oh, okay. And then I do remember one of the questions was, who do you think is going to be prom queen? And I said, I don't know. And I don't care as long as it's not Lauren Conrad. You and I actually went to a coffee shop together to fill them out. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Yes. You and I filled it out together. And I'm sure- Did I approve that message? No. And I'm sure (laughs) we were like, what are you writing? No, but you can't see what I'm writing. (laughs) I can see that happening. I can see that. I'm shocked we even did it together. Um, But the questions were setting us up to divulge all of this yeah. information. And because obviously mm-hmm. they were trying to get to the bottom of things, which they did. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> you know, they had you and they had Lauren pegged. And then <laughs> they said when they finally started catching wind of me, they were like, okay, who is this girl? Because clearly she's going to be our drama girl. She's a bit of a pistol. Yeah, yeah. So they literally, I was in Colorado and they said, can you please come to the high school as soon as you land? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I knew you'd call. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> And then we filmed the pilot, which was so PG compared to the show. Although now the show is PG compared to what's on TV these days. But at the time, it wasn't necessarily. But the pilot, because what they did was we filmed the pilot and then they sat us all down with our parents Mm -hmm. because we were, well, I was 17, but they had to get our parents to sign off on it. I was 17 when we started and then eventually turned 18. Yeah. Right. So our parents had to approve it. So it was a very watered down version of what the show actually was. Was this when they showed us that? teaser at the St. Regis? Yes. Remember that? Yes, we went with all of our parents and they showed it to us and we were like, oh, this is not bad. This is great. (laughs) Oh oh, man, we we have to try to find our, uh, we got to get our hands on that footage because I was watching the pilot and I was like, wait, was this what we were shown? Is this what the parents were shown or not? I don't think it was. I don't think it was either. Well, so let's talk about who was on the show, how we all kind of came together. So it was mostly a group of seniors Mm-hmm. you included. And then it was Talon and I, and we were the two juniors. And how I fit into it was because you were my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, to be honest, I really had no involvement with that group on the yeah. show. Talon didn't really either. I mean, I, obviously we would see each other at parties here and there, mm-hmm. but I really didn't associate with Lauren or Christina or Trey or anybody other than I do remember seeing Lo at parties and her and I would have a little interaction, but yeah. I was definitely not friends with that group. So for me, I did feel like 
I was put in these situations that I never normally would have been in. And mm-hmm. I was forced to hang out with these people that I really didn't necessarily want to be. I think that comes off on the show a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. <laughs> they, they captured that for sure. <laughs> they, uh, that's a big thing is people ask you like, were you guys all friends? And, you know, Laguna is a small town. Mm-hmm. And we, we were in a bubble. And I think that this is something that they really highlighted. But that's not necessarily the case. No. You know, some people were, yeah, we had our groups of friends. But they made this group of people seem like this is a clique of friends. Mm-hmm. And they're around each other all the time. And that was just not the case. No. I mean, it is a small town. But, you know, Laguna is like 25,000 people. People. There was about a uh, thousand people in, in our high school. And so we you knew who obviously yeah, everybody so you knew was. Everybody. Right, you're but you're not hanging out. Yeah, and you knew all the shit that was going on in their lives yeah, one way or another. Sure did. Um, <laughs> so people had their opinions, of course. But yeah, we didn't all hang out. So and we'll get into this in the podcast. Like there's certain things, certain events that happen. For example, in the first episode, this, you know, hotel party at this <laughs> black and white affair, we did not have hotel suite parties where somebody was just like throwing down a credit no. card booking the suite. No, this is obviously <laughs> a location that is film friendly for MTV. You know, there's a lot of that. And cast wise, I remember there was a little bit of a trial and error period for them as well with the guys. Because we, it was, you know, Dieter and Polster and Trey and myself. Uh, we were all friends. We were all in the same grade. We've mm-hmm. grown up together. Uh, they threw talent in the mix. Right. One day, I think it was one of our first days of filming. If I remember this correctly, I did a scene with Lauren at a coffee shop at Heidelberg. And then from there, they had Talon, Polster, Dieter, and myself walking down a street talking about something that we wanted to do. It was very rough. (laughs) And Talon being in the mix was so weird. Right. And I remember he felt weird. He was just like, I'm just going to kind of like, talk like I'm cool with you guys. And he was right, like, hey guys. you guys are a real group of friends. So he's the yeah, odd man and out. he was a to- total odd man out. Yeah. He was like throwing out ideas like, gosh, should we like go bowling tonight? Like he, he was really cool about it. Uh, but he was put in a, in a very awkward yeah. situation. And I think they quickly realized, all right, that's not something that we can get by as a friend group, right? Did that scene ever make it? I don't think so. We all have that one celeb that is complete hair goals. For me, that's Lily Collins from the hit TV show, Emily in Paris. Her beautiful brown hair under those barrettes is simply everything. And now my girl Lily and I are both living our best hair lives thanks to Living Proof. Founded by a team of scientists and hair experts, each Living Proof product is formulated to solve the toughest hair problems, not just conceal them. As the seasons change, so do my hair concerns, but I'm not always sure which products will solve them. So instead of guessing what change I need to make to my routine, I start by taking Living Proof's online quiz, which analyzes your specific hair concerns and styling goals. Then it uses AI-powered technology to help customize the right hair care routine for you. How cool is that? Because I'm always going for that fresh off the red carpet look my girl Lily Collins has, I always reach for those Living Proof products that optimize my individual hair care routine by choosing formulas that work for my specific needs. Right now, I am currently obsessed with the full dry volume and texture spray. And because I live in really humid Nashville, Tennessee, the humidity shield is ideal at the moment. And in between getting my hair done for a photo shoot or a red carpet, I've been using the intense moisture mask, which I absolutely love. Live your best hair life with Living Proof. Visit livingproof.com slash beach and use code beach to get 10% off your first purchase. That's livingproof.com slash beach, code beach for 10% off your first purchase. Livingproof.com slash beach, code beach. (laughs) 
say our situation. So mm-hmm. we dated for real my sophomore year, your junior year, right? And we were together mm-hmm. for, I think, a little over a year. And I would say that was actually probably the best that we ever were. Before MTV showed Before up. Before MTV showed up. <laughs> 100%. And we, we were great. I mean, I would say, like, you were my first love. Like, we really had a very sweet, great relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> I take full credit <laughs> at the beginning. Wait, 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 wait. You take full credit. <laughs> I take let's, full credit for what I'm about to say. Let, let's unpack this yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll unpack it. <laughs> I owe this to you. So, the beginning of my junior year, your senior year. So, a few months before MTV came. I broke up with you and I very quickly hooked up with Talon and stopped me if did I'm you, wrong. Wait, did you break up with me first? I think so. Uh, did you break up with me? No, no, no. I'm just making, I'm wondering when the hookup to the breakup timeline Okay, I, let's get Talon on the phone because <laughs> I thought I broke up with you first. Did I cheat on you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I remember, do That's, you remember? I'm sorry if I did. Do you remember <laughs> making me a notebook of pictures? Yes, and, a scrapbook. Yeah, a little, yeah. little scrapbook. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I I've remember you- spent a you, lot of time on that You thing. made one feeling really guilty, by the way. Do you think that's why? I think you were I already, think it's because I was grounded all summer and I needed something to do. <laughs> I think you were making one for me, but then something went down. I mean, we, look, our, our relationship, it got towards the end there. Yeah, it was a roller coaster. We yeah. were on and off. And I think that, yeah, you had- misstep, if you will. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I I don't remember cheating on you, but maybe I just changed the narrative in my own head. Sure, sure. (laughs) I do remember hurting you. Regardless, there you go. I know I broke your heart. There was a little bit of a hiccup and and you showed up to work with this photo album. Oh. It wasn't finished yet, but you were like, I feel really bad and I want to give you this because you wanted to make it better. (laughs) But it was incomplete. After I broke your heart. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and And I had a decision to make. And I think that from there, I was like, all right, it was just, you know, one time and we'll, we'll, we'll carry on. And so then from there, I think we tried to continue to make it work. But then yeah. you started hanging out with Lauren and I think a couple other people. No, I think it was like… Which was totally I mean, valid. <laughs> yeah, I, well, when we were definitely when we were, never when we were together. Right. Yeah, I was, right. I would not, and this is a part right, of, yes, I'll no. get into this in, in the show, is that something I was very uncomfortable with in the whole thing was MTV, you know, portraying me as this guy who's just out in the open like playing two girls. Right. And I look, I know that I obviously, you know, you're you're young and you know, not very smart in these in these years of your life. And so I think that that was never obviously an intention of just more being somebody that was so lost at this point in their life, obviously had their heart broken by someone that they thought they're incredibly in love with yeah. at 18 years old. Yeah. And then, you know, having something else present itself and not knowing what to do. No, and I mean, listen, I get that. I broke your heart and you, you probably didn't trust me, which I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally valid. <laughs> but it was interesting because, so all of this happened before MTV came. Yep. And then when MTV did show up, they caught wind of what happened. And I want to say, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like when MTV came, you and I were actually really trying to work on the relationship. We weren't back together, but I think it was more of us trying at least. And we filmed the pilot. Things were not great. But then when the season started filming, I think we were back together. But MTV wanted to obviously keep the love triangle going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're shaking your head. I could be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We had a couple of times where it was on and off. There was there were there were a couple of missteps. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll get into all of that. But yeah, yeah uh, that I'm mean, very sorry for. But it's okay. We've we've moved past that. Yeah, we grow up, right? So yeah, but we 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 tried to uh, to continue to make it work. But I think there was a point where, remember when you got 
you were in trouble for something. No, no, no. What you, else is yeah. now? <laughs> and you were grounded for a while and you wanted, you wanted to run away. Yes. Oh my God. I love that you're bringing this up. Okay. You win best boyfriend award because I literally <laughs> was like, I'm running away. I had it all planned out. And instead of Steven being like, you're fucking crazy. He was like, yeah, no. Okay. He was like entertaining it and being really sweet and supportive about it. I remember thinking, I was like, at some point, she's going to realize that this is a terrible idea and the logistics of it all. The whole situation of like, wait, how are we going to have money? Where are we going to live? What's like, once you're just driving down the road, like, yeah. sure, like, oh, there's a thrill. Like, oh, all right, man. we're running away. But then at some point, there has to be some sort of conscious going like, hmm. what the fuck are we going to do now? Maybe not my best decision in life. So I yeah, think that, I never ran away. So I did, I guess, figure Do you remember out. where we were going to go? I want to say Florida. That's right. Well, look at that. I remember you're like, we'll go to Florida. Yeah, like, you had the all the answers. You're like, I, I got this all planned out. <laughs> I was serious. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to entertain this for a I'm minute not... and we're going to get through this. It was very sweet. Yeah. So we've stayed in touch pretty well over. I mean, I'm not. Well, we can say it. When I was married, we didn't stay in touch as much. Of course. Yeah. Which, yeah. It would be very brief, almost, I don't even know. We, we yeah. bumped into each other somewhere or if, if actually, we. That we, was my fault. Why was it your fault? You're married. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, that. I'm able to maintain friendships with my exes, but yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Wait, wait, wait. And oh, I think well, that's the got large reason why when I got a divorce, you and I were able to reconnect. Yeah. Because I, I was a free woman. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. You know, what's funny. I remember one conversation we had when you were, when you were writing your book. Yeah. Right? And you sent me a picture and you're like, hey, can I get approval for this? <laughs> For my book. What picture was it? I don't even remember. It was a picture of us from high school. Okay. Like we're just hanging all over each other. We right. looked super young and Aww. very innocent. You're like, I'm going to use this picture. And I was like, well, where are you using this, using this picture? You're like, I'm using it in my book. I'm like, I know, but what's the chapter? <laughs> Can I get a little like… I'm like, don't worry about it, Steven. Like, Show me some words. <laughs> like what… I, I can't just approve this picture without uh, any context of where my face is. You were the only one who questioned in. anything, by the way. Everyone was like, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> Stephen gave me a hard time. I was like, God damn it. So then you sent me the chapter and it, it, it was sweet. And you kind of, you know, you kind of breezed through it talking through your point of view. I wrote that book when I was young still. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just times over the, over the years. We check in and, and say hello when it was appropriate. Yeah. And then, you know, we we're both living our lives. But obviously always been in each other's corners, always been rooting for each other. Yeah. There was never, like we've always just, I think really cared about each other, which I think yeah. is important. You know, we obviously went through an experience that is pretty unique and it's hard for a lot of people to understand. Having something thrown in your life like MTV and, and the show and the reaction to it, you know, not a lot of people can can relate to that. And as much of, of an extra just, you know, wrench it through into everything that we had going on and trying to be young people that were working out their relationships and their friendships and figuring out who they are. And you throw in the element of this TV crew and, and this, this network that actually aired the show because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was like, they're not airing this. There's no way this is going anywhere. This is ending up in a box. Do you remember how much we got paid for that first season? I think $2,500. I don't even know if it was that much. I think it was, I think it was, I think it was 2,000 bucks. Okay. Well, but here's the thing. I remember. Maybe I got paid more than you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know what? <laughs> Talk to these entity producers. No, I will but say I mean, this. I would have done Lauren it Lauren and free. I did renegotiate for season two. Did you renegotiate? Yeah, I made season? more money for season two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're on the same Thanks for there. getting me in the mix, Burks. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was going to be our last season. We were hitting the, we were fucking hitting the road. Yeah. We we're like, we're out of here. I honestly would have done it for free though, because at that point in high school, to me, it was more of a competition. Like everybody wanted 
wanted it. And I was like, I'm going to get this show. I'm super competitive. That has not changed. So I literally, when they told us that we, they were going to pay us, I was like, oh my God, great. I know. I know. <laughs> and I, I remember thinking like, oh, we're going to get some like free parties out of this, like like free trips. Yeah. Like we're we're going to like, MTV is coming to us and wants to finance these opportunities, these mm-hmm. parties, if you will, for us to all hang out and get together. Right. It's like, this is <laughs> great. Like, yeah. <laughs> we thought we had them. And uh, in the end, yeah. we had no idea. Also, um, but like, we had clearly no idea what the show was going to turn into. Like no. in my head, when it first happened, remember True Life on MTV? In mm-hmm. a way, I felt like it was going to be that. Just like a little one-off documentary about, you know, living in the real OC. I thought it was going to be a movie. Yeah. Like it was going to be like an hour and that's it. We had no idea really what it was going to be. And I mean, honestly, like overnight, our lives changed. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, I I, I went to college basically trying to get away from everything that I kind of knew. I wasn't running from anything. It was just like, oh, I want a new experience in life. And my parents, they had two kids. They were already put through out-of-state tuition and they only wanted two kids. So when I came along… <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, third child. Were you first, an oops baby? First mistake over here. Oh, I didn't and know that. And they're like, you're staying in state. I'm like, all right. Well, a lot of people are going… Everyone goes to Santa Barbara, USC, San Diego. Yes. Stick around town. Yes. I'm like, I'm going to go up to San Francisco. Uh, and I think in the show, they actually painted like Lauren and I were going to college together. Oh, yeah, which, no, they did. Which was not the plan. <laughs> she was going to fit them and I was going to San Francisco State. We just happened to choose the same city. But then I, I get there and about a month into school is when the show premieres. And mm-hmm. it was, um, wow. Like, September I wanting to have like a fresh start. Like I didn't think that one all the way through of yeah. <laughs> the whole last couple of years, you know, uh, broadcast on TV. interesting because you guys all graduated high school and left where Talon That's and right. I… Then had to be seniors in high school. And I remember the freshmen judging you. Yeah. Well, it actually helped me pass marine biology. So thank you, Mr. Smart. (laughs) Wait, wait. Can we get into that story a little bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just remember he was like fascinated by the whole thing. He had me like sign some newspaper article. And I was like, great. Because I'm never, it was what? He wanted your autograph. Yes. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Was that the first time you signed an autograph? I think it was, Mr. Smart, my marine biology teacher. Senior year. Yes. But I remember the freshmen looking at us differently. And I was like, okay, this is weird. But that's when I kind of knew like, okay, what is going on here? What is all of this? But I don't know. I don't know what was worse, being still in Laguna Beach High School or going off to a new city. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think I had a month to meet some people in college, which was nice. And I am forever grateful to this friend group that I met because they did protect me in a way. It was… It got hostile in areas. There was this kind of SoCal versus NorCal thing. And we'd yeah. go out and parties in college uh, at San Francisco State. And we would just… If we went to a house that was predominantly NorCal kids, we showed up. I was a red flag. And then these kids were all from LA actually as well. And they had LA hats on and stuff. So How funny. we would get into, I mean, it was even more of a catalyst for them to want to start a fight. Wow. So there were, there were multiple situations where I was involved in just like brawls out of nothing no besides way. just showing up and being the kid from Laguna Beach. I did not know that. Yeah, it was not All right, fun. I'll take high school then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think I'll t- take hanging out with Mr. Smart any day. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. I remember, you know, the show comes out and you're like, all right, this isn't really… Again, this is like, not nobody's going to really watch this. Right. And I was on the waiting list for a month in the dorms before I actually got on campus. The show had just premiered when I got off the waiting list and put in the dorms. And I remember I walked in and my roommate, Ryan Satin, by the way, he eventually worked for TMZ. Oh, um, God. Uh, yep. How funny is that? Uh, and uh, shout out Ryan. Uh, oh, wow. He was, he was so a you great... have a connection at TMZ? <laughs> Did he always He's, not there. Nice He's not there anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and, and he was welcoming and, and he introduced me to other people, which, which was great. But it did get a little weird there uh, the, the first semester. And 
I mean, I'd walk down the hall and cameras would kind of pop out of a door and, and just yeah. like snap something as I'm in my towel trying to go take a shower. Oh my gosh. So thankfully, the RAs and whatnot caught wind of it all and they they upgraded me to the sophomore dorms. Oh, nice. Which, all right, there's, there's a little bit of a bonus there <laughs> okay. for the second semester. Take so it. the second semester, I got put in, in the sophomore dorms and they put me in a room uh, at the end of the hall. Uh, it was a handicapped room where they were like, look, you're going to have somebody else come in at some point. They're going to be here. And then for the whole semester, they just gave me the runaround that, yes, yeah, somebody's coming in. You're not going to be by yourself. But I did have the whole place to myself wow. the entire semester, which was bonus. It was Perks a great hang. of being on TV. <laughs> yeah, Restaurant <laughs> reservations and a whole dorm to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> by the last like couple months, it was like, all right, they're just making sure that I don't take over this whole place. Like I've, I've got this spot to myself. But it was, yeah, an odd experience. I think having it really kind of hits you that like, oh, no, this is real. This is out there and people are, are watching it. But, you know, I just try to continue to live my life as normal as possible. But having the agenda of like, all right, I want to work with MTV. I wanted to be a host for MTV. Yeah. So constantly kind of nudging them like, hey, look, if there's any opportunity to host something, you know, I want in. That's when being an MTV VJ was like the coolest job on the <laughs> <Yeah>. planet. <laughs> I remember I was in school for only a couple of weeks and they needed somebody to come on TRL. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, at this point, the producers had understood that I was very interested in, in working further with them and, and wanting to do TRL. And so they, they let me go first. And I flew on a, on a weeknight to New York and did the show, Crazy Whirlwind. That was the first yeah. time, like, because you're in that energy of, of the TRL audience. For people that are listening that are not sure what TRL is, it was an MTV show called Total Request Live that was every it was afternoon. the best show. They showed music videos for an hour, the top 10 from the week. And so... Uh, a lot of people, of course, would come through there to promote their music and movies and stuff like that. So, but it was an iconic show. I mean, if you don't yeah. know what it was, like that era Carson of Daly, MTV. Yeah, it was the best. Jenny that McCarthy. Was, yes, yeah. it was everything. Yeah, and then I worked with Damian Fahey and Vanessa wow. Manillo, yes. who I give them a lot of credit because yeah. I was just so green, so young coming oh, out of that show. Babies. And they were very cool about it. <laughs> but anyways, getting thrown into that whirlwind, which was, all right, you're in Times Square. You're in this live show. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people in there. The audience is loud. And, you know, you're promoting this show that you still don't believe is really actually happening or a thing. <laughs> you're like, this is odd. They're kind of telling you this is what you need to say. And then right after the show, I went right to the airport, got on a plane, went back to school and yeah. was in a class the next day. Same thing with me because I did TRL a few times, but I was still in high school. And because I was 17, I used to have to have my mom go with me because I was under 18. And I would literally get a phone call and they're like, can you go to New York tonight? And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I'm all, my mom's in Chicago. I'm like, hey mom, can you meet me in New York? miss school the next day. Like it was, it's wild to think about, you know, you're a kid and you just get these phone calls. It's like, yeah, no, absolutely. I will drop everything and I will go to New York to do this. All right, Kristen. So I noticed last time I was at your house, you have that huge gallery wall of photos. Yes. I love that you noticed that. Yes. I was over there zoning out for a while. It's very well done. And it kind of made me think, Thank you. I need to get more frames in my house. So, mm -hmm. went home. I was like, all right, I've got 10 million pictures on my iPhone. What would I want to put on my wall? <laughs> and then how am I going to get it framed? So, in doing so, I found a little spot that I need to tell you about. Framebridge.com. This place makes framing super easy. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo. Or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. But I've had some terrible experiences in the past of going to certain frame stores and getting 
completely ripped off. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All right. So I went on framebridge.com and I was just kind of looking around, figuring out I'm going to get some prints framed. And I realized I needed to get a script page from a friend's favorite film actually framed and sent over to him. And I was like, I wonder if I could do this here. Sure enough, they had everything available right there in front of me. I was able to pick a frame. I even added a little mat. It turned out perfect. It looks amazing. It looks like something I picked up at a framing store for hundreds of dollars. That's a great idea. I love that. The prices start at like $39. All the shipping is free. And on top of that, our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use the code BEACH. Or if you happen to be living in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago, you can even go in person, frame those photos, send someone the perfect gift, go to framebridge.com, use promo code BEACH to save an additional 15% off your first order. Yes, just go to framebridge.com, promo code BEACH, framebridge.com, promo code BEACH. All right, you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, then you have definitely seen my German Shepherd Kona, who I absolutely love. She is the sweetest dog. But I was so excited when I found out about Embark because I was able to test her DNA. I'm still waiting on my results and I will definitely share them with you guys. But I have to just say right off the bat, they were so easy to work with. They have incredible customer service. All it is is a very simple cheek swab. Takes two seconds, has free shipping, a painless, painless process. So thank you, EmbarkVet.com, for supporting Back to the Beach. You guys, go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $50 with promo code BEACH. Okay, so as I wait for these results, which I am on pins and needles for, I just want to tell you guys that what I'm most excited about is that I'm going to be able to see if Kona, my German Shepherd, is at risk or if she's a carrier for a genetic health condition. Did you guys know that 75% of dogs are at risk or a carrier? I had no idea. Embark offers the most scientifically advanced dog DNA test. Their test analyzes more than 230,000 genetic markers. That's over twice as much genetic data as the competition. Right now, Embark has a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and purebred kit for our listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $50 with promo code BEACH. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code BEACH to save $50 today. So why are we making a podcast now? I think you should tell the story because you approached me about it. Yeah. I've, I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while. It's it's something that was kind of following my interest of, of the right place to talk about what it was like to be on Laguna Beach and yeah. rewatch the episodes because, you know, I watched them once. We would get those VHS tapes. Two days before it aired. Yep. Yep. Which so we was, saw it almost in real time. By the way, that's how old we are. God. Kids, we, we didn't get a downloadable link. We didn't get a Isn't DVD. That's so sad. It's been we got 18 a years. Fucking VHS tape. <laughs> I know. That had like, like We're little ancients. Little be kind rewind sticker on it. It was mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm not rewinding this shit. It's going in a box. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Be kind rewind. Blockbuster. Like kids today don't even know what that is. I knew at some point in my life I would want to come back and revisit the show. And I think further I got away from it, I, I am more accepting of it and feel comfortable with it, which I think is a good thing. Because people were always like, do you regret it? Like, right. do you wish you never did? I'm like, actually, no. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's, it's, it's something that happened. And sure, you wish you could do some things different, which I think we've got a few things to go over in this podcast. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> as we go through the episodes. <laughs> uh, some that I know right now, and then some I yeah. will discover mm-hmm. as we watch the episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm 
comfortable with that being such a different person, you know, at another point in my life, it's, it's, I mean, we should almost name ourselves different characters. Like Truly. that was, that was Steve. And, uh, I don't even know if you have to come up with the name the for bitch. yourself. I don't know. <laughs> the B. Uh, the B. The B. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, wanting to obviously go through each episode because we haven't watched the whole season yet or season one or season No, two. you and I have both not seen it since, you know, the two days prior to it airing. So it's been 18 years since we've seen this show. And I've got some memories of certain things that happened, but mm-hmm. I know that there's a ton of stuff that we are going to unlock. And what are those feelings like? What are the thoughts? What happened? And, and where, you know, MTV and real life crossed. And I think too, because it's been so long, we're so removed from it now. You know, initially when I saw it, I was so emotional about everything. I'm assuming I won't have that same reaction. I mean, I'm sure I'll be, you know, triggered a little bit, but to me, it'll almost be funny now because I'm not so emotionally invested in it still. I'm just excited to relive some of those memories and break it all down. Yeah. And I think what really jumpstarted actually us here right now is when we did our little reunion for the Get Out the Vote um, last year, uh, we you know, we all came together, we, sh- we shared a couple stories and some, some of the people that were speaking and some of the thoughts that they had, they triggered a lot of memories for yeah. me and those came flooding back. And then also they showed a little bit of the show and I honestly don't remember some of this stuff. I was looking at it like, that's me. Where am I? What am I wearing? <laughs> no Who am I talking to? Wow, look at me. <laughs> Why do I, <laughs> I have like words drawn right. across my chest? I'm like, oh, that's right. When oh, I was asking Kristen to prom oh, or like cute. just some of, and yeah. like the wardrobe, like everything, yeah. it is such a blast from the past and yeah. a lot of feelings came back and it kind of really set things in motion that I was like, look, we, I need to do this at some point. And you and I had actually briefly talked about it before we did that little reunion. We yes, actually we did a, a virtual reunion with the, the cast of the first season of Laguna Beach. To me, it was almost a tease though, because we weren't all together, you know, yeah. because it was in the height of COVID mm-hmm. and it was almost like it gave us a little taste, but then this to me is a little bit more fun because we are going to go back and watch all of the episodes. We're going to really dive in. We're together. Like to me, this is like now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. We should actually talk about when we did meet up for the first time in a very long time. Okay. So because that's when we first talked about the podcast. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. So just real quick in passing. So I brought my kids to Laguna Beach for, well, actually it was their second time going, but it was a year and a half ago. By the way, your kids are so cute. Thanks. I was really happy that you got to meet them. That was, that was exciting. Yeah, they're sweet. And so you and I went to dinner and it was the first time we had seen each other in probably 10 years. At least. How old is your oldest child? He's nine and a half. What? I know, isn't that you wild? You have a nine and a half? I have an almost 10-year-old. Like, what? <laughs> yes, that's how old I am. We're old as fuck. We're old as fuck. <laughs> um, I will say, I remember um, in my our early 20s, you came over to my apartment on Rossmore. Yep. Remember? So, like, we, we hung out. We stayed in touch. We lost touch a little bit when I was married. I was with my ex for 10 years. So, it had at least been 10 years since we had seen each other. So, anyways, we went to dinner. We had a lot of fun. Do we tell the whole story? We, we dance on tables. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's important, like, it's important for them to know. We dance on it's tables. It's important for them to know. We may or may not have kissed. Did we? I can't remember. <laughs> I posted a photo of the two of us, and that was my most liked photo of anything I've ever posted on Instagram. I mean, you beat all of my children. You beat, like, any milestone in my life. So to me, that's actually very sweet because it shows how invested the audience was of Laguna Beach. And I think it's really sweet. And I think my caption was 2004 or 2000 and whatever it was, 20, I guess. I'll let you decide if you want to tell the rest of the story or not. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
Let's, let's back up here. When, when you posted that picture, mm-hmm. I think you had an idea. I was sitting on your Obviously, lap. It was gonna, it was gonna get a little bit of a response. Yeah. You asked me if you could post the picture. I did. I did. And I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, it's a like blurry picture of us. But right. Sure. Like, go for it. <laughs> yeah. I, understanding that there was gonna be a little bit of a stir. We knew there'd be a stir. But I didn't know how much. I no, mean, that photo no, no, was no. everywhere. That basically shut down my phone for a full day. I'm sorry. Everyone was coming out of the woodworks yeah. asking me. People, so here's here's the thing. There were there were people that were asking me kind of how I was doing. People would text me just to kind of check in. <laughs> and they eventually try to get to a casual way of like, so are you dating anybody? Oh my God. <laughs> and it was so obvious. I was almost, I was shocked by how many people thought I was that stupid. Wow. That were yeah. like, hey. It's insulting, what? right? Totally. Yeah. And th- throwing that into the mix, but my phone was ringing off the hook. And I kind of like, it kind of clammed me up a little bit, reminded me of when the show came out. Because like, this is, way more attention than I'm ever comfortable with. So the attention from it was shocking, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about <laughs> <was> like, that. <laughs> yeah. You owe me dinner for that one. Yeah. All right. I'll buy you dinner. No problem. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was fun. And that's really how the conversation started with this whole podcast. So I am glad that it worked out. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun, honestly. We've got a lot to talk about. We do. <laughs> we <laughs> We're do. all over the place. But to kind of bring it home for this Welcome to the Pod episode, which welcome everyone, what we're going to do, we're going to get like a whole 360 view of Laguna. We want mm-hmm. our perspectives. We want producers' perspectives. And we'll take a ton of questions from you guys. We want to have a lot of fun with this. Absolutely. You know, we want to jump back in time, relive some things, but also, you know, engage a lot with the fans. I think it's going to be really fun. And I do have a little bit of anxiety, not going to lie, about going and watching all of these episodes. But you know, hopefully I won't be so triggered anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a little anxiety for me as well. And man, I'm just, I'm really interested to see what we're going to uncover and and the memories that come flooding back. So tune in. Uh, (laughs) We're going to go episode by episode. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen anything yet. So... And watch with us. I think it would be fun if the viewers watch each episode week by week so that they're on the same page with us. Because that's what we're going to do. We're going to watch it as we tape each podcast episode, just so that we're not jumping ahead and we can really just focus on that time. Mm -hmm. I think we can only handle like one episode a week. (laughs) Emotionally, absolutely. (laughs) All right, everyone. So follow along with us every Tuesday for new episodes. If you have any burning questions, you can leave us a voicemail that we might even play on an episode of Back to the Beach. That number is 1-844-LAGUNA-0. Please be nice. (laughs) So uh, our next episode will be, of course, the... First season, episode one, episode of Laguna Beach, which is entitled A Black and White Affair. It was the only one that wore the white dress. <laughs> yeah, and I wore blue for some reason. But anyways, join us for that. Uh, yeah, I promise you're not going to want to miss it. I actually remember a lot from that night. And let's just say I have some questions. So tune in for that and we will see you guys then. See you then. Thanks for listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back through Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari, and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. 
Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Pork, and Michael Bostic. 